Hi guys, it's Jay, and today for episode two of Just Jay, I am here with Nicole, a registered dietitian nutritionist. And I'm super excited to talk to her because I know everyone has a ton of questions about diets, what they should, should not eat, the myths we hear. I mean, there's so many crazy things we hear about eating, healthy healthy habits, everything like that. So say hi, Nicole. Hey guys, so glad to be here. Good, good, and we are so happy to have you. So I know Nicole because she is also a studio bar instructor, but she also teaches her group fitness classes, which I've also taken. And if you guys watch the video that released before our podcast, um, you will see me get down and dirty with some dance moves. So uh, you might laugh. I don't know. I we tried. Had fun. I tried to keep we up. We had fun. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> had fun. And I, I sweat a lot actually for like the two seconds we did that. So. Um, I'm so excited to have Nicole here, um, and I have so much to ask you. So I want to know how you even got into the whole, um, not only fitness, but like the nutrition aspect of it and your background and, and why you got into it. Definitely. So it was an awesome pathway. So I went to Purdue University in West Lafayette and I actually started as an engineering major because I loved science and I enjoyed math and all of that stuff that most people don't like. (laughs) And I started with the classes and I liked it, but I just felt like I wanted to work more with people. I've always been a people person. And I happened to one day in my first semester just stumble upon a group exercise class at the fitness center. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I was like, I want to do something with fitness and I always had a love for food too so when I went back with well, my we counselor, all love food don't we exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the best parts of being a dietitian is that I get to talk about food all the time and try new recipes and things like that so I'm Definitely. like this might be a good a good career to get into so when I wa- uh, went back with my counselor and was trying to figure out what to get into she brought up dietetics kind of like the science of nutrition and since I liked science I'm like this might be a good fit and they had a double major where you can do fitness too and I'm like I'm sold. That's Let's really roll cool. With it. Yeah. So, got into that and I got into group exercise um, instruction at Purdue. So I was like the lead instructor there. That's where I got into doing kickboxing and things like that. And I knew that that was always going to be a long time passion of mine, as well as uh, going into dietetics. So once you graduate with your four year degree, you have to do a one year. Uh, internship. So it's hands-on practice. Mine was a 10-month internship at Ingalls Memorial Hospital out in Harvey, Illinois. So I got to do some wellness stuff, working with kids, with fitness center too, and also in the hospital. And while I was in there, I was like, you know what? I don't think I'd like being a dietitian in a hospital. I want to work with people before they get sick, before they have to go into that hospital. So more of the preventative side, blending in my fitness. So that's when I, you know, after I took my internship, then you have to study for one of those big exams. Oh, yeah. So took the time to do that. Luckily passed it on the first time. So got that out of the way. And then I got my first job in corporate wellness. I thought it was a good blend of fitness, nutrition. Um, it was in a town, Itasca, outside of Chicago, kind mm-hmm. of in the suburbs around there. Yeah. And got into corporate wellness, so I was managing a fitness center, so I got to work one-on-one with nutrition clients, one-on-one with personal training clients, group fitness. It was a perfect blend, and you know, after a couple of years there, I moved up, and I was more of an account manager, so I was kind of 
out of the role of doing the hands-on stuff and I was more managing my other staff. So it was a good fit for a while. But then after the long run, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting away from my passions. I'm getting away from doing the nutrition, doing the fitness. So I started thinking, you know, and also we had moved back here to St. John, Indiana, and I wasn't loving the commute of going back and forth. Oh, no. You know. Oh, that commute's the worst. So kind of just, you know, brainstorming in my head. I'm like, you know, I know so many people here networking in the region. And I was like, you know, what if I opened my own like practice where I can work virtually with clients nutritionally? And that's what I uh, launched this January was, you know, my own nutrition practice where I can work with clients. Um, I'm starting group programming as well. But then I also work locally, as you mentioned, doing um, fitness stuff. So mm-hmm. I teach at the South Lake YMCA here in Crown Point. I also teach at this new fitness center called She Fit in Dyer. It's an all women's facility, classes, small group training. Oh, and okay. Then, yeah. And I don't then, know if I've heard of She Fit. Yeah, they're brand new. They're actually, their grand opening is actually this Saturday. Um, oh, okay. The, the first. And we were just kind of doing a soft opening. So it's a really cool concept. We might have to check that out. For sure, Local yeah. Local 219 crew might have to check that out. Yeah, so a new concept, um, an all-women's facility. And, you know, it's just a great way. Sometimes women are you know, self-conscious working in gyms with other individuals or men. Oh, definitely. And that's why Mm -hmm. I I like started, like I'm on the fitness side. So I have my certification in fitness. And the reason like I got into that too is because a lot of women don't like being at the gym with everyone else, you know? Exactly. We all have our self-consciousness, which I feel like is kind of crazy because all women are themselves beautiful in Mm -hmm. every way but um they just felt more comfortable like working with a woman especially one-on-one and then doing it like in their home and they don't have to feel any certain way they can just be them exactly i feel like that does build up like confidence for a lot of women to to get back out there and like go to the gym and be like yeah i I got this now you know Mm -hmm. so i totally get that part um yeah, it's not only about the fitness, but the em- empowerment too. Oh, for sure. And then, for as you sure. said, I also teach at Studio Bar. Yes, so and love that. That's how I know Nicole, of course. Studio Bar. Um, and then I met you at a different gym before that. I met you at World Gym when you were teaching your fitness classes there. Yes. So that's a part of her um, group training that she does. Her group fis- fitness classes, which is what you have the work class, which is the dance one we showed in the video. Yes. And then what other classes do you have? So I also do indoor cycling, and then I'll do some boot camp type of classes, hit classes, the high intensity interval training, and then the bar classes, as you said and just some small personal group training. Okay, so people Mm -hmm. can see you like at the YMCA, they can see you at Studio Bar. I'm basically everywhere. Yeah, we're (laughs) everywhere, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So um, awesome, I mean, that's great that you kind of went through all of those things to find out where you really fit. And I feel like with a lot of people with their passion in life, that's what you have to do. You kind of got to like test the waters in many different areas to figure out where you want to be. And it could take a year, two years, three years, you know? I mean, it took me a long time to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Hey, I'm 31 and I still don't even know where I'm supposed to be. But <laughs> besides sitting here talking on this podcast with, with these fun people at 219, right? they're like yeah right we love you jay okay so um 
I mentioned you were coming on the podcast and on Instagram, I talked about um, about your nutrition, your certification, and one of the things I mentioned was uh, timing type total amount and staying hydrated. So starting with timing, um, can you explain that to people? Yes. So these are some of the keys to a balanced diet that I like to say, and timing's number one. So in general, most individuals should eat every three to four hours just because it keeps your metabolism stable, it helps helps improve your energy throughout the day, and just it encourages healthier eating. If you've ever, you know, forgotten to bring food or a snack and you reach that like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die moment, Mm -hmm. you're gonna likely reach for, you know, a donut or things that are right in there, yes. Or that vending machine, which usually doesn't have those healthy choices. And that's why the timing's so important because it prevents that. It's all about kind of setting yourself up for success. Right. So it's so people don't reach for those things so they don't go to the vending machine and get the Doritos or get the donuts that are in the lunchroom that day. Because, you know, if you work in an office, it is so hard to keep that timing because everyone always brings food. I feel like I've been in the office Mm -hmm. setting before and there was always donuts or just crap all over. So what can you what would be like a good snack to take? to work yourself so you don't reach for that stuff. Yeah, so I have a lot of clients that work in the office setting as Mm -hmm. well, and they bring up those office parties and potlucks and things like that. And having non-perishable food or snack in your desk or purse or in your car is gonna be the best way. So some good examples are, you know, raw almonds or any of your favorite nuts, honestly. Just have um, cashews. Totally. So totally cashew person. That, that's one of my favorites too. Um, I also like walnuts. So those are good ones to just have on hand and you can grab a handful, you know, and if you know you're going into a meeting where they're going to have bagels and cream cheese that you can't resist, you mm-hmm. know, have a little scoop of, you know, your nuts or like a whole piece of fruit, bananas, apples, pears, stay mm-hmm. pretty well. You can keep a few on your desk. And just by having something like that before to settle your stomach, you're going to curve those cravings that you may want to you know reach for something else too so just you know planning ahead like that Mm -hmm. and if you have a mini refrigerator things like mini greek yogurts can be a Mm -hmm. good option to have on hand mini cottage cheeses you know whatever string cheese things like that you can keep some of your fruit cool as well so what if you did have like okay so i'm like a huge cashew person and i know when i worked in an office i had like the whole container of cashews in my desk how do you keep from eating that whole container at once? Because if it's at your disposal, for sure, it's so easy to just sit there and eat. So, like, what's a good tip for people that will bring those healthy snacks but keep from eating them all at one time? Right. So, yeah, it's all about portion control, too. Yeah. That's another big thing as well. So, a couple ideas you can buy little Ziploc baggies, cut them pre portion, and then just grab and go and just eat the portion that's in that bag. Oh, I like you that know. idea. Okay. Um, or if you want to be a little bit more green, you can use those small little Tupperware, fill that up, and just keep replenishing that and have maybe a couple in your drawer and you can pull from that, too. So, you could keep the jar at home. The and big jar at home, just bring the little containers. You know what? With I like you. that idea. I sh- and Which same I thing, to you earlier. Right? Same thing would apply to like the car. You can bring those little containers and then take them home to refill it from, you know, the big bulk bags. That's Because I awesome always tip. recommend yeah. buying in bulk because you will save money. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You always save money with buying in bulk. Um, shout out to Costco. Um, but yeah, I. 
I really like that tip because usually people will bring that big jar to work, but if you take it in portions, it'll prevent you from eating all that. For sure. So, um, but going off of that, so you have the jar at home now, how, what, so you're at home at night and you are doing your timing, um, you ate your meals like every three to four hours, it's nighttime, you are starving, then what do you do? Do you go to bed or is there something you can eat before bed just to curb those cravings? So yeah, with, um, you know, if you're starving before bed, it is definitely okay to have a snack or something. But once again, keep it smaller. Like usually like Mm -hmm. 100, 200 calories is all your body needs just to, you know, be able to not have to wake up in the middle of the night. So same thing applies. There's no like one good food to really eat at night. Just you know, a balance throughout the day. So maybe if you didn't have enough fruit throughout the day, fruit would be a good option there too. Maybe okay. you didn't have nuts earlier in the day. Why don't you have your scoop of cashews at night then? Okay. So just kind of balancing it. And if you have that bulk container at home, you know, use those baggies at home. Use those little containers at home. You okay. know you and you know your problem areas. You know, it depends on Yeah, I the know I'm, a pro- I'm sure. just a problem all in <laughs> itself. So... <laughs> Um, Okay, so it's okay to eat before bed then as long as you have portion control because a lot of people do believe that like it's not okay before you go to sleep. So Mm -hmm. even if it is a fruit, even though it has sugar in it, that's still okay, you say? Definitely, yeah. So, you know, healthy, um, you know, eating at night causes weight gain. That's a myth that a lot of people you know, try to say like, oh, you know, I'm not going to Which eat. we're going to get into later sure. with those myths um, that everyone thinks of. Uh, keep listening because we are definitely going to get into that later. Uh, okay, so the next thing would be type. So what does type mean so, after timing? Yes, so type is talking about the types of foods you're eating. So you may have heard the phrase, all calories aren't created equally. Mm-hmm. You know, if you eat 100 calories of like a sliced apple, you're not reaping the same benefits from 100 calories of cookies, even though it's 100 calories. So the calories in, calories out only works, works to a certain extent. So... Okay, so you know those people that do like my fitness pal, which I don't think is bad at all, but I see a lot of people doing like, okay, I have 100 calories left, so I'm going to eat an Oreo. Right. That's bad. It's just, I always tell people quality over quantity. So don't focus so much on the number because then you're getting away from the food and how your mind relates to the food and your healthy choices too. Mm -hmm. If you get too bogged down by the calories, the number, like, oh, I'm going to eat this just because it fits into my range, you're kind of losing the essence of why you should be eating certain healthy foods. So that's why just in general, my type of philosophy is eating whole foods, trying to eat, you know, a lot of fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, those healthy fats like nuts. And if you're eating those right types of foods, you know, point number two, you're less likely to have to worry about the calories because your body's satisfied and full from those types of foods without having to worry about the number and i feel like when people stress out um that stores fat in your body stress stores fat have you heard of that before yeah so like stress hormones those types of things all tie into your food cravings you know your hunger throughout the day Mm -hmm. so totally yeah so i i mean i've always never been one well that i just contradicted myself always never so Mm -hmm. I've never been one to count calories. Uh, I just, it took too much time. And like you said, I would have rather just grab, I know like a salad is better than going 
for the burger or, you know, eating those whole foods, Mm -hmm. staying away from fried foods or counting out like the sugar and things like that. Instead of counting the calories, I would rather eat more Mm -hmm. than go get like the Frappuccino in the morning and then worry about how many calories in the Frappuccino and then not eat all day. So I totally get the whole thing behind that with quantity over quality because I feel like you'll have those cravings no matter what, but once you eat like whatever healthy food you decide to go with that day, you won't really have the cravings anymore. But mm. okay, as women, yeah, we're gonna go here. Talking about periods, yeah, we get those cravings. Mm-hmm. So if I'm craving like chocolate one day, what's a good way to kind of like curb that craving so I don't go and eat a whole French silk pie because that's right. my favorite. <laughs> so. With some cravings like that, once in a while, it's totally okay to indulge in it because the more you restrict yourself and say, like, I'm never going to eat that, mm-hmm. the more your mind's going to play games with you and you're going to want to eat it. And then when you do eat it, you're going to eat it in a huge quantity. Yes. So if you have that uh, chocolate craving, I always, you know, recommend having little dark chocolate bars like in the freezer they stay pretty well and then you can like break off a little piece mm-hmm. of it you can use like dark chocolate dip it in fruit like melt it dip it with fruit that can kind of tie with that craving too Ooh. yeah making your own like frozen dipped like little chocolate banana bites you know, that's yeah, one of my favorite you know things really, yeah that is mm-hmm. really easy i actually have done that before um i love chocolate dipped strawberries so definitely doing that with dark chocolate would be a good thing to kind of like make and if you have kids that would be fun with kids too for to sure and do a little craft and um make some food and do all that so i like that idea i should try that next time so i don't eat that whole french silk pie <laughs> i'm just kidding i've never ate a whole french silk pie i'd probably throw up um <laughs> and then so we talked about type and then we're gonna move on to total amount which was the third Point that you had right so total amount we talked a little bit about but it's all about portion control so you know you want to avoid both over and under consumption just to make sure that you're giving your body enough fuel to get throughout the day so and also eating mindfully so you know aka in our time a lot of people tend to eat when they're watching tv or eat when they're on their phones and that can lead to mindless eating but yes boredom eating is a yes. big thing yes yeah so the more you can intuitively eat what's in front of you and focus on the meal the more likely you're going to eat those proper portions because you can listen to your hunger cues and mm-hmm. you know it takes a little bit of time for your brain to signal to your stomach hey i'm full you know i'm satisfied with with the meal you eat and the more you're kind of just scrolling through your instagram feed the more you're likely to continue just munching and then you reach that point of oh my gosh i'm stuffed i feel bloated and that's mm-hmm. what you don't want so no, it's all no, about no. finding and then you get that tired and exactly yeah overheating mm-hmm. i I hate, I mean, we've all done it and I hate doing it because I get so tired and unfocused. Yes. It makes me so unfocused for the rest of the day. And then especially like if I didn't work out earlier that day, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it later because I'm full hungry and I'm probably going to take a nap. Right. So the whole balance eating thing, I think is super important to keep your metabolism going and keep you going throughout the day. So if you didn't get your workout done in the morning, like some people like to, you could still be good at night to get that done totally and then um moving on from that though from total amount when you get those hunger cravings i always like to drink like a full glass of ice water with like some lemon and limes that always kind of like curbs me because i feel like come to find out you're not really hungry you just need 
water or some replenishment so do you agree with that because the next point is staying hydrated a hundred percent so yeah tip number four staying hydrated i love that you brought that up because most people don't drink enough water throughout the day mm-hmm. in general it's and hard it's, it it's is really hard, hard to mm-hmm. sometimes you know and some people don't like the taste of plain water that's a that's a big factor there too some people i tell them to experiment with cold versus room temperature water some people prefer one or the other and it's like hey figure that out then you'll consume more that's of totally the, of true. the type that you like i can drink so much ice water i yes. love ice water but if i grab room temperature water disgusting like, don't want it mm-hmm. yes totally so and if you're not getting your body hydrated enough, you're not having enough water, it can, it messes once again with your hormones and with your hunger cues. Your body can easily mistake thirst for hunger. So you've probably felt this before. I know I have mm-hmm. too. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I'm like looking for a snack and I'm like, okay, Nicole, instead, just try to drink this bottle of water and then see how you're feeling. And a lot of the times it is, you're just really thirsty. Mm-hmm. So making sure, that's why it's always a good tip In the morning, first thing when you wake up, it's great to drink water. Like even an eight ounce glass of water, something to kind of kickstart your day going. If you like lemon in it or a little bit of like fruit in it, you know, go for it. But get your body with um, some water in right away in the morning. Right away. And then before any time, like you said, anytime you eat a snack or have a meal, have like a little sip of water, a glass of water, just to kind of get you in the right zone of, you know, eating your food then too. Mm -hmm. So... Like we talked about earlier uh, about myths and stuff, this is one thing that I was always wondering too. Is it good to drink a glass of water before you eat? Will it keep you from eating more? Sometimes it may. Because just because, like I said, the thirst is confused with you know the right. hunger, it may actually curb that appetite a little bit too. Okay, and you may choose um, more a more healthier snack even. So I always say water is a, a big thing too, and a good goal for most people is to drink half their body weight in pounds and ounces. So okay. if you are a two hundred pound individual, a hundred ounces of water is a good starting point. Which was going to be my next question: How much should you drink every day? Mm-hmm. A lot of people carry around those gallons of water i've done it before and it is so hard and another thing people complain about yeah and well you know what get (laughs) get a little arm workout in with that gallon of water right um but like the other thing too is you have to pee all the time Mm -hmm. so is that just something that comes along with drinking all the water every day you know your body will become accustomed to it so i tell people don't get discouraged if they feel like you know they have to use the bathroom more during the day or you know they might have to wake up once during the night to to do it because in the long run you're helping your body over Mm -hmm. time by just kind of getting that your body may be at a point where it's not used to having all that water and now right. you're adding it in. So just like anything, you know, maybe gradually add increase to that mm-hmm. 100 ounces. So don't go from like drinking pop all day and then the next day you're like, I want to be really healthy and drink a gallon of water. For Start sure. Start with like maybe like, a fourth of that gallon of water with and any, gradually move into it. Exactly. Any healthy eating change, you know, a healthy water change, it's always good baby steps. You're more likely yes. to succeed and then you're more likely to move on and keep growing towards your goals Absolutely. versus getting discouraged. What is that uh, quote everyone says? Uh, take take a bite of the elephant or take the elephant one bite at a time. Is that it? I've actually never heard of you that You never one. heard of that? No. Have you guys heard of that? 
<laughs> they're laughing at me right now. No, I swear, like, they're... Okay, I'm not crazy. I've heard this before. Like, you have a whole elephant, and you can't eat the whole elephant at once, so take it a bite at the at a time. Okay, cool. All right, everyone thinks I'm crazy here, so we're going to move on. Are you Googling the... Oh, she Googled it. Okay, what does it say? Eat the elephant one. I'm not crazy, guys. Okay. I learned something new today. Yeah, you know what? I learned a lot of new stuff. So that's my <laughs> gift to you today. Is, Thank you, Jay. <laughs> is take the elephant one bite at a time, Nicole. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So we talked about timing, type, total amount, and staying hydrated. Now I know with staying hydrated too, it's really important for your skin. So I feel like whatever goes in is going to show on the outside. So it's not important just to feel good on the inside, but it also will help you on the outside with skin and everything, which is a big thing. I mean, you want to drink out of the fountain of youth, right? And is the fountain of youth water? For sure. Water and also those important food groups too. So I always talk about fruits and vegetables, how that's going to really you know, make an impact in not only your insides and making you healthy, but also showcasing your outside. Mm -hmm. So your skin and just your overall energy and appearance, your hair can even be affected, your nails, um, eyelashes, anything like that can be affected by food. If you think about certain products that you may purchase for beauty care, sometimes some of the ingredients, ingredients are like vitamin E or different vitamins. And where do you find a lot of vitamins and minerals? in fruits and vegetables naturally. Right. So it just kind of goes hand in hand. If you're going to be consuming those types of foods in your diet, your body's going to be able to digest it, absorb it into the um, blood system, and then use it throughout the body to help build a better skin and better overall appearance. So I always say you start fueling yourself properly, it's going to show. So this could actually save people a lot of money because instead of going to you know, Sephora or Ulta or those places and spending $100 on beauty cream or things with vitamin E. I mean, I know a lot of people that do that. You can just start with simply eating better and fueling your body with those vitamins and nutrients and that will show on the outside. For sure. So, you know, think of yourself and if, if you feel like your diet's not, you know, the best it can be, make those small little changes first and see if that, you know, makes an effect on the outside. And yeah. then you can kind of play from there too. I 100% agree on that because when I start, started my fitness journey a long time ago, I, I'm not certified in nutrition or anything like that. I'm more certified on the fitness side, but with fitness, I always tell my clients that 80% of it is eating. It, I mean, that has a ton to do with it. Working out and staying fit and healthy is amazing, but you also have to eat good too. So when I started the fitness journey, that was one of the things is, all right, I'm going to eat more natural, more whole. Um, and a lot of the things I learned was, you know, staying out of the inside aisles at the grocery store. Is that something you recommend? So when you go grocery shopping, where what should you look for and where should you go? 
For sure. So that's definitely one tip that we recommend too. In general, the more you stay in the perimeter of a grocery store, you're going to hit the produce section. Then you're going to hit, you know, the fresh proteins, Mm -hmm. you know, the the meats and the seafood that you do want to include into your diet. Um, You'll hit some of the dairy products. And so you hit all those food groups, which are essential. So that is a good tip. Now, not everything in the inside aisles are bad, but a lot of, you know, your processed package items Mm -hmm. are indeed found like a lot of those freezer items right Mm -hmm. most frozen you know your frozen meals some of your canned items aren't that great it has a lot of you know extra added sodiums and sugars in there Mm -hmm. for preserving that shelf life and a lot of your package items so if you think of you know your chips or your cookies or Mm -hmm. your sugary cereals all those are found in those inside aisles so yes that's a good you know general tip but you will find a few like hidden gems you know there's great vegetables and fruit with no added salts or sugars in the canned aisle you'll have some good whole grain like oats and oatmeals that are in the middle aisle too Mm -hmm. and even some good frozen meats or you know uh, frozen frozen fruits and vegetables exactly because a lot of people do use those for their smoothies and stuff Mm -hmm. so on the package what would you look for that there's no added sugars maybe or exactly what's some important things to look for on like the nutrition labels if you do go in those middle aisles in the frozen section Great tip, yeah. So with um, the number one recommendation for healthy eating when you're shopping at a grocery store is to turn around the package and look at the ingredients list. That's where I say to start first. So try to bat your eyes away from the front of front of marketing on the package because they try to trick you sometimes. It could look pretty. It yeah. could look pretty or they might have those like little keywords like natural that oh, unfortunately yeah. don't really yeah. tie to any they actual stuff mm-hmm. for sure. So flip that around, look at the ingredients label. That is where you want to focus on first. And ingredients labels are written in descending order of what's in the package. So whatever at the top of the ingredients list is what it's most made of so okay as an example so under the nutrition label where it says ingredients the first thing on that list is going to be what it has the most of in it exactly okay. so take your vegetable example mm-hmm. when you flip it over most of your vegetables you literally should just see vegetables listed so mm-hmm. if you flip over a package of like a california medley it should have the broccoli the cauliflower carrots that's all it should be listed sometimes there's like slight salts or other preservatives but it might even say like less than two percent is in this product and that's mm-hmm. okay but there's a lot of items there that are just the just the vegetables and that's an awesome product same with frozen okay. fruit a lot of frozen fruit have added sugars you want to look at a package that you want to look at a package that has just raspberries so if you want to go pick up some frozen raspberries look for the ingredients label and it should just say raspberries you know you're getting a whole product without anything added into it okay so that's a good thing too so yeah ingredients be your own food detective check it out um on canned items same thing you want to look for no added salts or extra weird stuff you know the ingredients list should tend to be a little bit shorter you know that you're like getting, you should know what you're reading exactly yeah okay. if there's a, like a confusing word it's likely you know not supposed to be in there type okay of thing. so that's a good idea now what if you grab uh like say you grab some mix now they have like those smoothie mix and everyone mm-hmm. i think is on like the smoothie kick because it's easy it's easy in the morning and it's super easy to grab that frozen package for sure now if you turn it around and you look at like the sugars what is 
a bad sugar number and what's a good sugar number? So in general, the most important thing is added sugars versus natural sugars. And what's cool, and you've probably seen on some of your labels, is that the... um, the USDA FDA is requiring new labels and they have to put added sugars now as a subcategory okay. under sugars. So that's going to be essential because so they can't trick us anymore. They can't trick you mm-hmm. anymore. So as a consumer, that's important because previously it would just list sugars and you wouldn't really know like, oh, is this like natural lactose sugar from dairy products and natural, you know, fructose from fruit, which is okay to consume? Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know, added table sugar, honey, syrups that are just being added into the product for flavoring and coloring. So now you'll have the tools to not only see it on the nutrition facts label, but then you could verify it on the ingredients list. Okay. It'll have to be, li- it'll be listed so there too. USDA be playing before, but y'all ain't playing anymore. <laughs> Can't so fool yeah. us anymore. Okay. It's going to be a great switch. So no, that is awesome. Most people, most marketing, especially the big companies, have already transitioned over because they know they're going to have to do it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing that because I, you know, I show some of my clients like, hey, this is an easy way. You don't have to then stress over like, what's a good brand? What's a good product? Like, you can just take the ones that you see wherever you shop mm-hmm. and look at it yourself, which is awesome. Like, you don't have to stress over like, oh, do I have to go to a certain store to buy food? Do I have to go to, you know, a certain aisle? It's like, you have the tools to just visually look at it so i say best tip is ingredients label by far that's yeah, where you're you going can really first. go to any grocery store i mean my my go-to i i love aldi me too they have great produce there i just love aldi so um and that's where i i shop for the majority of my stuff and you know they've been getting some even better products there too so they have they've remodeled ones in the area too oh oh yeah crown point aldi Mm -hmm. give it up it is amazing there they've also increased their liquor section uh (laughs) nicole probably doesn't agree with that though today (laughs) (laughs) so we won't talk about alcohol today um All right, so we talked about grocery shopping, making healthy choices. So basically you should look at your nutrition label and your ingredients, and that's like the big thing of shopping. Staying on the outside of the aisles for sure. And then when we are grocery shopping though, there is five food groups that we mentioned in the video uh, that that you need to look for. So what are the five food groups that we need every day? Yeah, so as you guys saw on the MyPlate that I showed in the video, the MyPlate is actually the image that replaced the food guide pyramid from several years ago. Oh yeah, I remember that from like second for grade. For sure. And I even remember in school, we had to, you know, for testing, had to like write like, oh, what's the top one? And it was just like really has confusing. That cha- has the food pyramid changed? It's it's actually done away with and it's replaced with that MyPlate now because it's easier oh. for individuals. Most people like yourselves, have a meal throughout the day off of a plate. So you can easily visualize your food off of a plate in those portions. I love that. It's just more consumer friendly and it's more doable. So half your plate should be fruits and vegetables like the picture shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And then focusing on grains and protein. And you'll, you'll see the little portions are a little bit different on the plate. Um, when you're choosing grains, you want to choose whole grains. And if anyone is wondering about what plate we're talking about, um, there will be a video posted 
and the video of Nicole and I, as I was talking about earlier, doing the dance. After we do the dance, don't stop there, she shows the plate. So very interesting, and that's what we're talking about now. If anyone is wondering what what the what what plate? Where's the plate? Yeah, that's the plate we're talking about. So yeah, then focusing on whole grains and the difference between a whole grain and a refined grain. Once again, tying back to that ingredients label, the first word on the ingredients label should say whole. So if you're choosing a bread, it should say whole wheat, whole oat, whole something. You okay. know that you're getting it. So choose whole versus the words enriched and refined. Those that's a good or um, potato tip. bread. Potato bread, that's, you know, coming from <laughs> potatoes. Hey, that's more coming from potato product. That's probably better, Jay, actually, than choosing um, an enriched white bread. White bread, bread. okay. Mm-hmm. So That's good to know. G- a good, My good son variety. Loves that potato bread. <laughs> and then uh, lean protein. So that includes, you know, your beef, your poultry, your seafood, just trying to choose leaner cuts of those options. And then eggs fall into the protein too. And then you could also get protein from plant-based foods, which mm-hmm. is a big kind of trend yes. now. So your beans, your seeds, There's um, a lot of tofu. protein, plant, plant, actually, let's reverse that. Plant protein-based powder. Yes. So if... A lot of people are vegan now, and nothing wrong with that. I I could never give up meats, absolutely not. But people that do go vegan, there's a lot of uh, the plant-based protein, and that's okay too. Definitely to get your protein from there. If you are vegan, or if you're vegan, maybe for you know health reasons too. A lot of people have to choose that lifestyle for sure. Yeah, I like the protein powder it's called orgain and it's a plant-based protein powder they make okay. a vanilla chocolate and i'll sometimes make um smoothies in the morning or shakes and it has a good flavor and then you're is getting it super the gritty though because it's really not i actually okay. like this flavor mm-hmm. i i've tried plant-based protein before i've probably tried everything you can think of and it was so gritty that yeah. I can't even think about Yeah, and you know, I mix but that's it with a, good... a lot of stuff too, and it does blend in, but my husband drinks it, and he just shakes it with water, and he likes it and it's plain okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's called Orgain. Orgain, O-R-G-A-I-N. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep that in mind for sure. And they have a really good sale on Amazon always, so you can get it pretty pretty cheap off yep. of Amazon. Oh, God, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Prime it up. And then number five food group, the last one, is dairy. So choosing low-fat, fat-free dairy products you know your yogurts your milk your cheeses are all good to include too they also have a little bit of protein as well and then they're going to have those natural good lactose sugars too now do you have any advice for there's a lot of people that are also lactose intolerant and i have heard that i've heard myths about that too like they think they're lactose intolerant but their body's just actually not used to having Mm -hmm. dairy in it and that's why when they eat it 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 messes with their digestive system so is that true or if it maybe you are really lactose intolerant is there something you can substitute dairy with Mm -hmm. yeah so if your body can handle dairy it's definitely beneficial to consume if you are indeed 
having a lactose you know intolerance there are some products out there that don't have the lactose in it so there's different ones that you can try and experiment with that'll still have like the calcium and the magnesium in it so that you can reap those benefits too if you can't have any um dairy products i do have some clients and this is a good thing to try out they get irritated by drinking milk but they can handle greek yogurt Mm. and they like that too so kind of the consistency might be might be the difference versus if it's dairy or not dairy too so kind of try that too because you know you may find that you like yogurt you agree with that and you know you're able to consume that but you know maybe just milk is not going to hang with you and that's okay i mean for me i i don't eat a lot of dairy because i i do like cheese but it does always mess with my digestive system and so i try not to eat like cheese curds and things like like cheese in bulk mac and cheese i i know i will get sick off of mm-hmm. um and i don't like the taste of milk and uh, but yogurt yeah that is a good thing to add in there because i do like yogurt and it's never really screwed with my stomach so i also like doing the yogurt and adding the fruit in it and my son likes it For too sure. so like if you have kids that's a good thing to do too is get the yogurt you could get them a healthy breakfast or snack and put some bananas in it or i've even done like the plain greek yogurt before with you know the fruit and stuff so that is yeah, those are all good options yeah too. good options to substitute yeah so just listen to your body see what you know works with you and there's you know other like a lot of your leafy greens give you calcium too so usually if you're eating a balanced diet if you have to eliminate certain foods because of like a health issue or a digestion issue mm-hmm. you know there's ways to balance it out yeah. And that's what I sometimes work with some of my clients is, you know, everyone's an individual. Everyone has differences. That's why there's no like one true way of eating for every single person right. together. Right. So for our five food groups, which she shows on the plate in the video again, it's really cool and it makes it really simple to kind of see how much you should have of each portion. I know a lot of people get crazy with trying to do like their macros and weighing stuff. And again, unless you're like a bodybuilder or you really need to focus on that to do your job, I wouldn't recommend doing that and getting stressed out about that Mm -hmm. when you can simply look at a plate now and see how much you need of everything. I mean, it makes life so much more simple. Definitely, you know, and you don't want to overstress about eating. You have to eat every single day. Why add another stressor to your probably already stressful, hectic life? You know, life is so stressful now. For sure. So it's you know when when some of my clients come up to me and they they're so bogged down by the numbers and the calories and like how much of you know this should I eat and that and you know that exhausts me when they're just telling me about it. <laughs> <laughs> that exhausts you know? me. You're just telling me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's always kind of taken more of a simplistic approach at first i totally agree with that and you know you you may realize that simple changes really make big changes in the long run oh definitely definitely um so so we have the five healthy food groups and i'm sure on your website you have all that listed dude which we'll share with everyone definitely you have all that uh you blog about stuff so people can learn things every day from you and you also have um, 
What else do you have on your website? You have blog. Oh, you have your boot camp. Your boot camp. What is that all about? Yeah. So this um, fall, I am launching uh, my first group boot camp program. So it's going to actually start right after Labor Day. So just around the corner. Um, Labor Day is the unofficial ending of summer, so I think it's a good time. People are refocusing on health. Oh yeah, because on Labor goals. Day you eat all that crap for and sure. Yeah, then you feel like crap and. Then that's when you want to make a change. Definitely. <laughs> so this, with this clean eating boot camp, it's going to be a four-week program, and with my private practice, I do everything virtually, so I can really, you know, meet clients where they're at, which is awesome. And then it's very flexible; it fits into your schedule, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, watch the webinars when it fits into your schedule, and you know, it's not a hectic like, oh, I have to go to this doctor appointment or I have to, you know, go see Nicole right now. And so you could literally reach out to people throughout the United States. For sure, yeah, okay, I'm actually, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually working with some of my clients from my previous job still in Illinois, and you know, it's just, it's still like we're living there together, which is nice too, to keep those that's relationships. So, cool. so with this four, uh, four week boot camp, each week we're gonna do a live webinar. So I'll discuss a certain topic, go into depth about label reading, you know, grocery shopping, you know, meal prepping, meal planning. And if they can't attend it live, they can watch the recording. I send all that information over. And then by the end of the month, they'll have a full seven day meal plan. So I use a type of software where I can input recipes and, you know, just give them like good ideas of things for breakfast, lunch, snacks, dinners that they can incorporate throughout their day. More of those whole clean, healthy eating choices, not getting bogged down by the numbers or the calories. Right. So you, you keep mm-hmm. it pretty simple, pretty simple. And you know, with this meal plan, it includes the recipes and it also includes a grocery list that you can print out. Oh, nice. Just take and go to the store. That makes things so much easier. Super simple. And it'll be in the right quantities of the amounts that you'll need in the recipe too. So it's not like, oh, how much of you know these oats do I need? It'll say on the list too. So you can get a good idea of you know how much you're gonna be using. And then I use, um, it's called Healthy, Healthy, H-E-A-L-T-H-I-E, and it's an app and an online portal. And that's where I communicate with all my clients. It's HIPAA compliant. It's a secured portal. I do all my charting through there. They message me through there. I share documents through there, and they always have access to everything that I share. So whether it's a handout, those videos I was telling you about, the meal planning, it's just an all-in-one tool. So they have like a dietitian in their pocket, basically. Oh, that's cool. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Everything is done by apps now. For sure. So yeah, you know, there's Simpler the, the website mm-hmm. with everyone's busy lives. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So they can literally, it's almost like they're texting me when they like message me too, which That's is amazing. nice. Mm-hmm. So when my clients work with me, I do more of, instead of just one off appointment, we do like memberships where we're touching base every week and they can message me, ask me questions throughout the whole time that we're working together, which is awesome. So one of my clients has gone in the grocery store, snapped like a picture of this product and is like, Nicole, what do you think of this? And it's just like, it's not like, oh, they're gonna go meet with me once and then I forget about them. Right. It's that relationship oh, that yeah. builds, you know, that accountability that builds their success long-term. So that's Definitely. kind of like one of the key differences with my type of practice is that, you know, it's more of building that relationship so that you have the long-term success, not a one and done. For sure. And then one other thing I wanted to point out too, we, I mean, we talked about so much and you made so many good points. We talked about some of the myths that people hear, but one other thing, when people is looking for a nutrition, um, I know you talk about what the difference is. So your title is 
registered dietitian nutritionist. So when somebody is looking for a nutritionist, how do you find someone that's like legit? Correct. So nowadays, you know, everyone has their own opinion, something to say, you're getting diet advice from your neighbor, you know, what works for them, what work, you know, doesn't work for them. And what I say is, you know, whether you're Googling online or you're looking up an article or something, look for the credentials of that individual. So as you said, registered dietitian nutritionist or RDN, Mm -hmm. um, also just registered dietitian, both of those are used. Those are legal titles. So at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about my four years of schooling my internship and then we um you know taking that certified test and then we have to do those continuing education credits absolutely every five years we have to do 75 credits you know and keep our education current we Mm -hmm. um you know i'm a part of an association that i meet with monthly just to kind of we review science and it's all you know backed by science and you know what's we're not just going off of someone's opinion right so that's the legal title um unfortunately the word nutritionist anyone can call themselves a nutritionist it's an unregulated title unfortunately so someone can go online take like a one-day exam even like a one-hour test yes and call themselves a nutritionist yeah that's where it's a little scary. So just double check your source. Um, if you want to have you know that sound nutrition advice, dietitians should be your go-to. Okay, that's good to know because I mean a lot of people nowadays too can call themselves nutritionists. They can call them, which they might be very knowledgeable. But if you're really looking to really like make a difference and you need like the facts, the hard facts, I mean the dietitian part is what you really want to look for, right? For sure. So and you know nowadays. A lot of people can call themselves nutritionists, personal trainers, all that stuff. And and a lot of that, too, goes by, you know, word of mouth and people having results. And like you said before, building that clientele and that relationship with your clients so they can be like, you know, this girl's legit. Um, and if anybody did want to get into being an RDN, what advice would you give them? I would definitely say, you know, start as early on, you know, depending on the point of your life is getting more into like those science classes and things like that. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to do those four years of schooling to get into that. But, you know, just just learn as much as you can and you know be a part of those associations like I was telling you about, because even students, if you're not a dietitian, you can belong to like one of the state or Uh, section of the state associations Mm -hmm. and just hear different speakers that have those degrees and credentials behind their name so you're learning information that's coming from a credible source okay so don't go on groupon and buy the 40 dollars nutrition certificate don't do that probably a safe bet okay okay gotcha all right so nicole you talked about some really interesting things today and i love it i loved having you today but we need to know where we can find you so if anyone wanted to work with you if they had any more questions or wanted to contact you what is your website yes my website is nicoleolenrdn.com and if you go to that website you'll be able to not only check out the blog that you mentioned but i also have all of my services listed there so if you're you know looking to work more one-on-one we have some you know packages for that 
you can also get into the clean eating boot camp that I talked yep. about. Um, register directly on um, my nutrition services page there too. And also if you're like a corporation or a business and you're looking for someone to come on site, talk to your employees, doing a wellness presentation, you can directly contact me through there and we can get that rolling as well. Because I do have that history in corporate wellness. So I do have a lot of presentations and things that I work with too. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm sure a lot of businesses would love for you to come and talk to them and there's so many like crazy things you can learn i mean i loved it today i loved having you it was awesome yeah so amazing and if you didn't get her email which or not her email but her website which she just said if if you didn't get it again watch the video it will be listed on the video check out local 219's page check me out at j cherry fit and you can find nicole on there and thank you so much for coming on today. Thank yeah, thank you, you for having for me. taking this the time to come out time. here. Uh, we loved having you. And tune into episode three of Just Jay. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you.